This is episode number 22, the long form of Jimmy Lynn Sigler and I have a podcast. Yo, what is going on, everybody? I am Vinny Podestivo. This is I Have a Podcast, and our guest on today's episode is none other than Jimmy Lynn Sigler. And in this special long-form episode of I Have that you are about to listen to, me and my team have taken the best, the funniest, the most impactful, the most honest sound bites from our interview with Jamie and compiled them into one gigantic, epic, extended play version of I Have, which I am extremely proud to present to you. I knew nothing about podcasting. I had maybe like gone on like two or three friends podcasts at the time. But what happened for me was um, I was pregnant with my second kid and I became friends with um, this girl that we had a ton of mutual friends. Like we were Instagram friends, didn't really know each other, but we were both pregnant with our second kids at the same time. And we just started kind of, you know, bouncing off our feelings about having a second child and this and she oddly became somebody I felt really comfortable being very vulnerable with. And so through us then giving birth to our kid, second kids and all of kind of the feelings and trials and tribulations, you know, it made me think back to when I'd had Bo, my first son, and how hard it was. And uh, I really struggled, but it was a time where mom culture wasn't the way it is now, where people are just really open and honest about things, even eight years ago it was still a little like highlight reel. Like you weren't going to share your issues with breastfeeding. Like you were embarrassed almost. And, or just, you know, that sometimes you didn't, like you didn't enjoy motherhood, which didn't mean that you didn't love your kid, but you were really struggling. And because I did so much of that alone and also didn't have many resources to like tell me that I possibly was suffering from postpartum depression, I just thought I wasn't a good mom. So I was going to make sure that that wasn't happening again. So when I was talking about it with my friend Jenna and realizing that we had felt so many of the same things, you know, her and I just really opened up deeply. And then part of the conversations would be hilarious and crazy. And one time I was like up in the middle of the night nursing and like scrolling back through our conversation. I wrote her, I'm like, these are fucking hilarious. And she's like, right, we should make a coffee table book. And I was like, well, maybe it should be a podcast. I mean, I know we're not reinventing the wheel and there's a lot of parenting podcasts, but like, I feel like our spin on it could be, let's talk about the shitty and the pretty of motherhood. Let's be really honest. Let's talk. We're two very different people. Like I'm an actress and you think I have this life and you are, you are, and they think you have this life, but really, you know, it's an even playing field when you're a parent. Your kid doesn't know you're a celebrity when they're born. They don't know that you have issues with this or you you know, you know, may be struggling with this. They're just babies that need you. And so that's where my first podcast, Mama Said, was born, was also really out of a need for me to talk about things. And so for two and a half years, it was just an opportunity for us to grow as mothers. And you know, we had everyone from experts to other actresses to just friends of ours. And it just, it really was such a beautiful experience of something I look forward to every week. And then because of it, we were able to kind of transition during COVID where we were like, what other fun things can we do? And so we were homeschooling our kids. So then we made a little Instagram show called Are You Smart Enough to Homeschool? And we got sponsors and we're giving money to charity. But like, I never, I always thought I was just an actor and that was it. So I think podcasting really was like a platform for me to realize that I could be a creative and, and someone that could create things. I never thought I could do that. 
But what was, what was it about podcasting that somehow seemed not this maybe not easier or maybe more rewarding? I don't know. What was it about podcasting as opposed to the traditional way of writing a coffee table book or sure. writing a script or some of the other traditional sort of media ways about? Well, I honestly, it was kind of messy and that was okay because it was just yeah. conversation. I mean, I was I was conscious of structuring the show so that our audience could know what to expect, which means, you know, the opening would be, um, you know, Jenna and I talking about how like our mommy wins and mommy fails of the week. So where she was at, where does she think she won as a mom and where does she think she failed as a mom? And then I would go and then we would have our guest and we always allowed our guests to pick the topic. Because we felt like as long as you're passionate about what you want to talk about, then this conversation will flow. And then at the end, we would have something called Shitty Mommy, where we would make our guests share like a, sh- a story where they felt like a shitty mom or a shitty parent and they were super embarrassed because then you realize you're not alone. And what was cool was then our writers, our listeners would write in and give us their Shitty Mommy. So we would share theirs as well. So it became like a conversation and we had a relationship with our listeners because through the podcast and then Instagram and then DMing us and writing us, it felt like we were building a community. And I feel like you don't really get that a lot of the time. And we started a Facebook page. So, you know, it became like, if you listen to Mama Said, you were a certain type of mom and they all found each other. And then we had like 10,000 members on Facebook and they, then Jen and I stepped out and then they were just chatting and sending each other. And it was just so cool to feel like, you know, we might've been the catalyst for this, but like I said, it was just for us. And so it was like, it was messy in the way that it was just being honest and having conversation. It wasn't like nothing was forced. You know, aside from buying the equipment and we would hire a producer to kind of put it out there, all we had to just show up with is ourselves. So how do you prepare for a podcast differently than you would if you were on set as an actor um, preparing to, you know, play a character? Well, you know, for as an actor, I mean, I'm really just worried about myself. I'm making sure I know my lines. I'm making sure I understand my character and her point of view and her relationships. And I show up and then I fit into with all of everybody else, how I can, you know, create, co-create with them, all of that kind of stuff. But podcasting for me, I was doing so much research on each guest. As soon as they would give us our topic, I would also do so much research on that topic because... You know, a lot of times, especially when you're talking about parenting, you know, it can get, you can get deep into the struggle of things, which is great. But I also want to make sure that we're at some point living in solutions. So I would also heavily research um, solutions or, or advice when it came to this, because I wasn't expecting our guests to come in with that information. They were just going to be talking about an honest experience about it. But I always wanted to make sure that I had, even if it was just at the end of the conversation, to offer some insight, some advice, some resources, you know, so that we weren't leaving just with like heavy, like leaving you with a heavy, depressing story and then nothing with it. Um, But then, and then always ending it on the light with the shitty mommy. And we'd also then end with a mama said. So remember mama said, and I, I have the beginning of it. I spent like four hours on the internet, internet, just searching all different quotes, inspiring about parenting and this. And sometimes we would get them from just our guests and whatnot. And it just, 
you'd leave on a high. I would leave on a high every time I would finish the episode. I would feel like we were learning. And to be honest, after the two and a half years, we took a pause and we're just talking now about starting up again because I felt like we weren't growing anymore, as did my co-host. Because I think also in COVID, like six months in, you know, anyone with, I mean, it was hard on everyone in the quarantine and dealing with the pandemic. But when you were a parent as well, like it was a real struggle and it was, I was having a hard time coming out of that. I was having a hard time finding the solution. I was having a hard time finding that happiness at the end of it. And as a show, that was our goal. And so to feel like we weren't growing anymore and it was kind of just feeling like it was like, well, this week, you know, I had to homeschool and it didn't go well. Like I was like, we need to take a minute because however long that needs to be. And I know our moms and our audience will understand. I think that's an important thing too, is to be self-aware enough to know like I'm losing track of the show right now and I need to take a minute. And that's a great thing about podcasting too, you know, is you you control when you put the stuff out as long as you you know, don't have a an ad person waiting, you right. know, you can take the Commitment. pause and take the time. Yeah. Um, I can imagine, especially researching um, and uh, goals or takeaway or just actionable steps that you want to make sure that, you know, you leave with the viewer. Knowing that there is sort of that goal at the end of this conversation that also you've allotted time for so you can emotionally get into because it's, be, you know, that's, part of the fun part that's why we're storytellers and not just story writers like that's why we choose you know to give i can imagine that with with a focus on the goal and the takeaway that during the pandemic it would be difficult to deliver on takeaway and actionable pieces of advice because suddenly there is no place to to research no matter how much research you do there is no you know finite recommendation or takeaway You know what's cool too is, so I have another podcast called Pajama Pants that I do with Robert Eiler, who played mm-hmm. my brother in Sopranos, and our friend Kasim, who has his own following from his YouTube channel from many years ago, and now he's the host on G4. And it's about everything and nothing. And if anything, it's not structured at all. It's like the opposite of Mama Said. And you know, with Mama Said, we were at a network. We were at Podcast One. So it was built in, like the ad sale team, all that, like the whole structure. Right. But with Pajama Pants, no. We recorded in our friend's garage with no ads for the first year and a half, like just putting it out there. Then we started uploading on YouTube with video. Like it was a completely different experience. And what was cool about it was I think because we were at a network with Podcast One, we we definitely felt the pressure to like, we need to define our show immediately. We need to know who we are, say who we are. But with Jama Pants, if you listen back to our first one till now, it's a completely different show. We allowed ourselves time to get to know each other, to get to know what this show was going to be about. And now we're kind of in our rhythm and we have our loyal listeners. They started a Reddit page for us. Like it's so fun because it's a completely, and it's a completely different side of myself too. I mean, I get to be the Jamie on pajama pants only there. Then that's it. Like not even with my girlfriends or on set or as a mom or as a wife, like who I am with Robert and Chasm is just something that's someone that's so different and it's fun. It feels really creative and like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm wittier. I'm like, it's just like <laughs> accessing a different side of me, but 
it's, 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 you got, we got to be creative and we, we also, because of the three of us and we have such different interests, you know, we'll have Dr. Drew on because Rob wants to talk about, you know, being sober and addiction. And then we'll have a UFO specialist because Kasim's obsessed with aliens, you know, and then we'll have one of our directors from Sopranos on. Like, it's just been such a fun experience. And again, we just got an ad sale team and we're two and a half years into this podcast. But I think the reason that it we're sticking it out and that we're just starting now to make money from it is because we're enjoying it. And we've given ourselves the time to figure it out slowly and just put it out there. And now, yeah, we're talking about live shows and stuff like that. And it's crazy. I, it never, you never think that you can create a legitimate business from this, but it's been so fun. Yeah, just 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 the act of creating, and again, like you say, uh, with podcasts, you really don't know what direction they're going. And suddenly, there is a new platform, or or like you say, even in touring, like uh, when we're allowed to be in greater mm-hmm. places, and when it's recommend, you know, for those when it's recommended for for more of us to be able to get into larger uh, group spaces, I can only imagine how much fun it would be to get to watch you and Kasim and Rob in the same place doing what you do. That's like fun. So fun, and and you're right. It uh, you do have that, that like the, your pajama. It's it's a, it's a it's like pajama party, Jamie. It's like our- <laughs> <laughs> well, we said we call it pajama pants because it's like we want it to be like reminiscent of when you were like in your sweats, your pajama pants, and like your parents' basement, like the the random shit you talk about with your friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's what it is. We're all over the place. We're but you know what's fun too was in Mama said. As much as Jenna is a great conversationalist and she has like funny things to say, she's super honest. But for me, I really felt like my role was, like I said, watching the clock, keeping the structure. Like I I ran the ship. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't yeah. have done it without her, but I was definitely the one running. And in pajama pants, it's Rob. Rob comes in with the notebook and he writes everything in Sharpie and I just get to show up and just have fun with my friends. And it's it's nice to have that balance. I love that. And it's so cool to see him being successful and creative and sober and strong. And like, I just love the energy you two are creating too. Well, you know, you knew him. I mean, you knew him. You've known all the Robs too. And and it's so, it's, I'm so proud of him. I was actually saying this to somebody yesterday, um, that one of the reasons I'm so proud of him is not just because he's sober or anything, but what's really cool is that he's had a very consistent characteristic throughout his whole life. Since I've met him when he was 12 years old, he does not care what anybody thinks of him, but in the best way, do you know what I mean? Like he's not a, a jerk. He just, it doesn't matter to him. He, 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 he. He has enough self-worth like for himself and, you know, to see him still sustain that with his sobriety and he's just curious about life and he's just, he's the best. And I just, I just love, I think he's really found like a calling for himself. He's a really good host and he's really funny and he's really sharp and he's really witty and I hope he acts again, but he's, he's a really good host. When you went to go audition for Sopranos, sort of, is is it true that it wasn't like you didn't, you went with a song, you weren't prepared for the TV show? Yeah, like I had no idea. Like... I, well, because, because they only had given like 
the sides, meaning the script of uh, what you were going to read. It was a scene with Meadow and Carmela, and she wanted to go skiing with her friend in Aspen, and she wasn't going to let her go. So I was like, yeah, that's a typical argument I have with my mother on the daily that I want to do something she's not going to let me do. And it was for a show called Sopranos. So I didn't assume, I didn't know it was about the mafia. Like, how am I supposed to take that scene and know that it's about? So I assumed it was about singers. Uh, You're like, I'm from Long Island. There's other words we use to indicate. That's <laughs> <the> right. <mafia. laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, I, th- I, I'm so, I'm so, that show couldn't have been done anywhere else but New York too, because you couldn't oh, have yeah. gotten the real accents and the real, just authentic people. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those shows that is so New York, so East Coast. Yeah, I bet lunch and like crew services. It's so funny. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I want to work in the film industry. You know, craft services is like my thing. <laughs> like you eat oh, yeah. so well. <laughs> oh my god, so well, too well. It's funny. And then, and then, when you look back, then did you ever think that you, as an actress, like as the way you're sort of trained to share your your skill sets and your talents, that podcasting would be something that not only you would do, but enjoy doing. No, no. I would think you'd always have to be super private, that you don't do anything besides it. And to be very honest, I think that podcasting has only like enriched my acting because I think that it's really allowed me to get to know myself a lot more and become more authentic And in that process, you can only become more authentic in all of your creations when you're authentic yourself and you you feel connected to yourself. And I think that that comes with maturity and age. But for me, um, for a lot of different reasons, you know, I think I I was always hiding a big part of myself. I was always figuring it out and, you know, simultaneously around the time of all of the podcasts uh, was was an opportunity. And I've said this to Rob and Kasim too, you know, where I've sometimes like watched some of our YouTubes and I'll look back and to say this in like the best way, I was like, I enjoyed myself. And you don't get to do that a lot. You don't get to have a moment where you can appreciate yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I've done quite the opposite my whole life of just kind of really beat myself up or judge myself or really felt like I always needed to improve. And I'm not saying that I don't need improvement. We all could, you know, continue to grow and get better. But I podcasting has allowed me to kind of sit back and just like appreciate who I am and all the hard work I've done. And um, I'm very grateful for that. You know, I God, I mean, my my identity, my whole life was musical theater and singing, and it's it's still something that's super important for me. But because, you know, of living with MS, I think in the physical limitations that I have, I kind of put that to bed or thought that it wasn't going to be possible for me anymore. And I didn't sing for probably over ten years because anytime I tried to, I would cry. It was almost like this part of me that was grieving. Um, and only recently I've kind of just been like, it doesn't have to be for anything. It could just be for me that I've, you know, started to kind of tap back into that a little bit. Um, but, you know, then seeing people like Ali Stroker and, you know, how amazing she is, there's, you know, I, I think that our world is really opening up 
to being inclusive in the best way. And I, I, I'm starting to feel like anything's possible again. I love it. Well, by the, I, it's, um, uh, it's, you talk about the physical demands of singing. Um, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because like my picture of you singing is actually, I think is the belly button commercial. That is like my favorite fact <laughs> about imagine? you. I know that, that is my, <laughs> that's fact like my favorite fact about you. What was it? in 2006? It was Levi's. Was like Levi's, right? And Levi's the- low ride. And if you remember, yeah, it's the belly button singing, I'm coming out and the voice is me. <laughs> I thought that was the best thing ever. So fun. These are, and that's, that's, that's kind of like what I love about podcasting or having a vocal talent where you can record. You never know how it can be used or where it can be used or how additive it could be to someone else's project. So, so, right. As a, as a, as a creative, we put so much pressure on ourselves to have the title, the project, the cat, all of it worked out in our head. And it's interesting when you talk about being a creative and you instantly start talking about the other people, like you haven't talked about a podcast without talking about your, your co-hosts or the people who are helping you create it, whether it's at a corporation or in someone's, you know, basement, uh, you're talking about, um, acting it start, you know, you you, you bring your lines that you have to memorize. But other than that, there's 200, 300 people on set sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. That's what, well, you, I, I mean, I come from theater too. So it's, you know, it's like the cast, the crew, we're all in it together. But I think that's also, I owe that to the Sopranos experience because, you know, I had James Gandolfini and Edie Falco and Lorraine Bracco and these seasoned, incredible actors that I was learning not only that craft of acting from, but how to conduct yourself on a set. And these were people that looked at the crew as you're putting in the same hours, if not more than me, and you've got a family at home too. And you, you know, I'm not going to come here and waste your time by not knowing my stuff, you know, and like, we're going to hang out in in between at the crafty table. And, you know, it was just such a coke, like, the war, you know, wardrobe, you're helping me build my character and props. You're helping me know what's in my room. What's my character like? Oh, they like this music. Like it's such a collaborative thing. And that's my favorite part about this job is like everybody's ideas just all coming together. And when it works, it's magic and it's lightning in a bottle. And I, I was on a once in a lifetime type of show that had all of that. And, you know, I, I look for it wherever I can, even if it's not the whole thing, little bits of it, wherever, you know, anytime I work, because that's what keeps me going. That's what, that's, what's the best part. You can't do anything alone to think it's all you is like, well, then it's not going to be very great. You've got to have, you've got to have everyone's vision. You know, I love when I come to set and a director, you know, completely blows my mind with a different take. And I'm like, I didn't see that, but you know, another perspective. You can't see everything. I don't have an ego about it. I remember Gandolfini told me that once. He was like, when I talked about, you know, maybe starting to work with an acting coach and he's like, everybody uses a coach, Jamie. doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes you just need other perspectives to help you build a character. Like it has nothing to do with your skill or your talent. There's no ego there. Like no one should do it alone. You, It should be collaborative. And I think that goes with anything creative. Yeah. 
how do you um, present? How do you prevent burnout with everything that goes on? How do you prevent burnout? I don't know if you can. <laughs> or at least I, I love haven't. That answer. Thank I haven't. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. I mean, sometimes you can prepare for burnout, but you can, might not be able to. <laughs> I think I love that's it. more the thing is I sort of know what to do with myself when I get there, and I have the um, strength to be able to say I need a minute. I'm not. I don't feel bad about it. I just understand like that I need to be super honest with others and myself of the time that I need. Um, similar to kind of like what happened with mama said, you know what I mean? Being like, this isn't working and we're not enjoying it. I'm kind of being like, oh, I got to prep for the show today. Like this is, that's not how I want to be doing this, you know? And so I think it's just about being really upfront and honest about where, where you're at, what you're feeling, because you're not going to make good content. You're not going to be a good creator when you're burnt out. And it, it, nobody's going to go anywhere. I think it used to always feel like there was this race that if you didn't keep up or you weren't consistent or if you took a break, people would forget about you. And um, I think I've learned, you know, over time that that's not true. Yeah. And we've done a better job of being able to hold on to them, their interest and their, 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 their access to them. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, your audience isn't no longer contingent on what series you're on or the timeline of media. They're now able to sort of follow you and, and track you through your own sort of process. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so can we talk about Big Sky for a second? Sure. So as you, so congratulations on Big Sky. Thank you. I'm very excited. I want to know how, so going into, do you have, is a, a lot of shoot days and how are you preparing for it and what can we sort of expect? So um, for people that maybe don't know Big Sky or fans of Big Sky, so it's, it's a, um, I'd say it's a procedural, but it's a, it's about these two women, female detectives, um, in Hel Helena, Montana, and they um, there's two to three sort of cases that they're investigating and solving per season, and they kind of overlap with each other. But there's still one from last year that's coming through this year, so there's a lot of new a big faces. Arc. Big yep. arc. There's new faces. There's same faces. So my character is a new case this year. I come and hire them because I think my boy boyfriend is missing. Um, and it's just been a really cool opportunity. I'm playing somebody very different than I've ever played before. Um, I don't know how much else I can say, um, but I shoot in New Mexico. And what I'm really enjoying is that, you know, I live in Austin, Texas now, so it's an easy flight. It's like an hour yeah. and a half. And when I'm there, I'm there and I'm fully focused on my work and myself. And when I'm home, I'm home and I'm fully hope. And because I used to actually really struggle with the mom balance of it and the guilt of being away. And I would feel like I was doing a half-assed job at both of them. And having something be on location has allowed me to just be like, I can't feel bad because I'm not there. Like I can sit here and feel bad and that's a waste of my time. So I'm going to, you know, fully be creative here. I'm going to fully focus. And then when I'm home, like I said, that's my, as soon as I'm on the plane, I'm studying my lines again for the week. But when I'm home, I'm just here and fully present. It's been a really, op really great um, opportunity for me to practice. I've always heard people say this, but I've really never lived it until now is just be where you're at. And that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. That, and that's sort of clearing your head and giving yourself the space to fill it, right? Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, it's hard. It's it's great. It's actually wonderful when you acknowledge that you have one hour to do something and you don't have to look at your phone yeah. or check an email. Yeah. And just give yourself an hour to um, – Yeah, I think that's something you do with podcasting is you're very present. Yeah, you have because to you be. know you know it's only an hour or whatever, like you're saying. So you don't feel the pressure to like you're missing anything. Like it's like when you work out, right, or anything. You just put your phone down. You know I'm giving it this, and I'll get to it after. Like, but it's it's nice to be that president. You don't get to be that president in many conversations in your life, right? Because everyone's got their phone in their hand and things going on. It could ring, whatever. Yeah, it's also wonderful. I mean, I really truly do like to think that like the thing that I'm working on, the thing that I'm doing or sort of putting my attention into in that moment is for me the most important thing that I should be doing Mm -hmm. in that moment. And that that helps me actually feel valuable enough to come into a room, to be honest, with like even a friend, but a guest like you. And and just because of your time, let alone, you know, the the stature and request everyone else's requests. It's just that the the time piece I know is so valuable to us. Yeah. And on this podcast, I actually go back and will drop in some takeaway so that I don't have to feel like I have to have that coming into it so that that's I so give nice. myself the space to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Because I might come in with like an answer or two and I'm like, well, where did I come up with that one? You know, thank yeah. God. But and that's a, for me, this is like as much a learning process for me. I could help me, you know, like we all did this together by doing it together. So here I am again saying like, all right, so like, how do we, how do we show up, show up on time? What are we using the mics? How, I like, you know, how's everything working? I'm proud of you. I like that part. Oh, I appreciate you. Thanks. And this is a big part for me. This is a big part of, um, you know, I got to work with people and I got to work with brands and I got to work with talent and I got to work with companies. This is the the way that I can not no longer work with individuals and work with larger groups of people to inspire mm. more creativity. All right. My last question for you is, okay, so are you as good as like memorizing like um, a, yes. a speech as you are with like – like how does that – like? I have, just- a, I have a weird um, talent I <laughs> yeah. have a, or yeah. ability to talent. memorize things very quickly. That is awesome. Yes. I'm very grateful for it. The visual? Do you say very visual. Loud? I see it. I see – I look at it. I see it. I see the page in my head and then I make somebody say it with me and I'm, I know I'll get it wrong, but within their correction is where it like clicks and then it's done. I love it. I'm like yeah. trying, I'm learning. This is like my grasshopper move. So but you I'll don't have to, to know that. No, I want to, I want to, I want to feel more confident at, 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 at at picking up on other people. I'm good at, at getting my words across. I, some some of those little tiny words that are so important, pronouns, verb, you know, all that are so important now. Well, you know um, what's also is a skill that I had to, you know, really hone in on in podcasting is being able to ask a question and listen and know where I'm needing to go with the conversation and other questions I want to ask, but make, still making sure I'm listening and not already being like, okay, how do I get to that question? So for me, a lot of it was like studying the questions and like really making sure I'm want, know deep in my soul so that because believe it or not, the other question will always come up in somebody's answer. 
And mm-hmm. so you'll be able to find the nuggets like within the conversation. And that that took a while and that takes a while. And it's 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 an interviewer. I mean, I wasn't an interviewer, you know, I didn't know how to do that. It's it's a skill. I love Some it. People do really well with that. I did it. Thanks for the nuggets, Jamie Lindsay. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Thanks for listening to I Have a Podcast. For more information about today's episode, visit us at IHaveAPodcast.com. If you like what you've heard, follow us or subscribe to be notified of our next episode. And we appreciate any kind reviews.